While COVID-19 is turning our world upside down, the Digital Ready program is finding all the ways digital and e-commerce tools can support your business. Join me, Dr. Digital, and guests each week as we explore doing business online in the Business as Unusual podcast. This is Dr. Digital from the Digital Ready Program, Tasmania. You are listening to Business as Unusual, our COVID-19 podcast. On the podcast today, we're going to be talking about food producers and food businesses. Perhaps you used to have a market stall or a restaurant or a cafe or you're a supplier of food and you've had to pivot your business across to digital. So we're going to have a look at e-commerce tools that will support you and what the digital environment for food businesses in Tasmania looks like. First up on the podcast today, we're going to be talking to Leah Galvin. She's the state manager for Eat Well Tasmania. They've just released a brand new app called We Eat Local that brings together a ton of Tasmanian businesses who you can directly contact and then get click and collect or they'll home deliver to you some really delicious Tasmanian produce. If you're anything like me during this self-isolation period, you've certainly upped your snacking game. And you're probably also trying to work out how you get all those fabulous fresh supplies that you used to get back in the normal world. Leah is going to tell us all about how to use that app. And we're going to kick off by talking to her first up in the episode. Then later on, I'm going to run through some different ways that you can get your digital game as tight as it can be to really directly connect with your customers. So let's hear from Leah Garvin from Eat Well Tasmania. Leah, how will We Eat Local support Tasmanian food businesses? Well, we're trying to address a couple of issues that have arisen since COVID-19 kicked in. And basically what it's doing, what it's going to um, help, how it's going to help Tasmanian businesses is it's going to actually mean customers in Tasmania who want to support local businesses will be able to find them more easily. We noticed in recent weeks that um, lots of people were setting up little Facebook pages for new businesses, businesses that were doing home delivery or click or collect or who, who were pivoting in some way to adjust to people wanting to do a social distancing form of shopping. And it seemed to us that it was too ad hoc. So the app will be a, a central place where businesses right across Tasmania um, can have a profile. Included in that profile, you know, is some basic description of the business, but really importantly, it includes the links to their social media, their website or the online shops. So it, in fact, direct people to their existing online digital resources and um, they can provide updated, fresh updated information there for, for, for potential customers. So just walk us through the process once consumers have downloaded the app. What happens? Okay, so it's nice and simple to download. You can do that through your app store and it's free to use. Um, it'll ask you to actually log into the app. It's really simple. It asks you for your name and a postcode of where you generally live plus an email address. Once you're in there, it'll you can use the search function to look for a particular business. You can explore in a particular location 
If you have your location services turned on, then it doesn't matter where you are in Tasmania, the app will tell you where Tasmanian businesses that have uh, fresh food for home cooking are located close to you. Um, so it's got some very other very nice functions which we'll use over time too, which are around community building and also rewarding users of the app that um, use it frequently. Uh, but basically, it's really, again, it's this terrific connection point for Tasmanian businesses and nice and easy to use. So we don't transact in the app. We go through to their own website or Facebook page to actually make the purchase. That's right. So um, because, of course, businesses in Tasmania have invested a lot of time and effort in getting those sort of assets, you know, ship shape. Um, certainly at the moment, if you're not ready for online, then you're probably missing out because that's where everybody's heading. Um, even for things like, you know, fresh food, which, of course, we wouldn't have been doing a couple of months ago. It was a much smaller percentage of people that were using it. But now lots of people are looking to buy um, through online uh, profiles and um, resources that exist there. So, yeah, invest the time in getting your social right your website, your, your online store and you um, businesses that are in the food space, we can direct um, customers to you through our app. Can all types of food businesses use the app, Leah? So at the moment we're very focused on businesses that are selling um, fresh produce or, you know, or think of it, if you like, as um, ingredients that would, you would use to cook a meal. So we've, we've very much got um, what's going on in Tasmanian kitchens in our minds um, because lots of people are doing home cooking, way more than they have in the past. In a usual week, most Tasmanians would actually buy, eat about 30% of their meals outside of the home. And, of course, because our hosp hospitality sector um, has really been wound back because of COVID-19, people are eating at home more, they're cooking more, um, so that's who we're that's who we're targeting home cooks. So, do you see some silver linings coming out of this current situation with consumers being really connected directly to local producers? Look, I do, and there has to be a silver lining from this strange time, doesn't there? Tasmanians have often had, well, actually, when that we've done research and sort of tapped into what their sentiment is around supporting um, Tasmanian businesses, Tasmanians actually feel really strongly about it. But often in the past, it's actually been a little bit tricky for them to, to find um, um, Tasmanian businesses or even to source Tasmanian ingredients in the places that they're shopping. So now that we're able to you know, develop an app which is distinctly about promoting all things Tasmanian for home cooks, we think it'll help that habit to stick for lots of people. You know, like all new habits that we form, you know, you have to do it repeatedly over a period of time. I think COVID-19 is going to mean that we're at home a lot for the next few months. So we can get that part right through the app. But the other thing people need is convenience. It needs to be easy for them to do what they want to do, to, to make purchases using their values. And, again, I think the app and how businesses in Tasmania, food businesses in Tasmania are responding, are just going to make that much more likely to happen. 
We certainly through um, the We Eat Local uh, app, so we've launched an app, but now it's going to be a whole campaign wrapped around it because we really want to build on this cultural element that we that is so strong in Tasmanians and our deep appreciation for what our producers and growers do. So we'll be sharing profiles of um, different businesses that are on the app. We'll be talking about what to do with seasonal ingredients and really trying to build some community around everybody shifting to this kind of um, shopping. Lair, it's such an exciting addition to the Tasmanian digital landscape. So just in summary, what do you think are the top things food businesses need to do to get the most out of their profile on We Eat Local? Well, make sure that all of your social stuff is right and that if things change in your business, make sure that that, um, you know, that post, is particularly on Facebook, make it the pinned post. So the first thing people see when they come to your Facebook page is all of the information you want them to have. Again, make it convenient, make it easy. I'd also, of course, recommend that they have a coaching session through the Digital Ready program. Um, I know that it totally transformed how I see social media um, when I had it a couple of years ago. And it's such an important space. You know, up to 50% of people in in normal times make decisions about what they're going to eat based on images they see on social. That would be even higher now. So keeping that fresh, making sure that people have, um, you know, have a good idea of what you're about and what you're offering through those channels is just going to be really, really critical. And the coaching, they're probably my two things. Um and oh, I'm not sure if I've got a third right now. <laughs> You've probably got too many other things going on in your head with everything that's happened this week. Leah, thanks so much for what you're doing in the food space in Tasmania. I'm sure all of us are going to be grateful and have full bellies very soon. And thanks for your time on the Business is Unusual podcast today. You're most welcome, Polly. Thanks for your interest. You're listening to the Digital Ready Program podcast, Business as Unusual. We just heard then from Leah Galvin from Eat Well Tasmania. So if you are a producer who's looking to get involved with an app like We Eat Local, what are some of the things that you need to have to make sure your consumers can directly connect with you in the easiest way possible? That's probably the critical part. Consumers need a really low friction environment to be able to make a purchase. As we might be producers, but we're also all consumers. And you know what it's like when you've got to take that one extra step, like getting out of bed to get your purse, for instance, or anything that sort of stops you being able to do what you need straight away. So my first advice to people when they're setting up an environment for consumers to purchase digitally is make it as easy as possible. I think the best way to do this is to be able to do a transaction on your website. If you can get people to click through an app like we at Local, for instance, and go straight to a website where they can find out what you do, what products or services or meals you have available or produce you have available in what quantity and how they can just instantly buy, that's the best way. So that presupposes you've got a website and that website has the capacity for transactions on it. That is the simplest and easiest way. When people get to your website, you want them to be able to instantly find out where your products are that you're selling and make it a click of a button. So if you're doing things like say a veggie box, you wanna have a really clear example of what might be in that box, the days you're gonna deliver, where you're delivering it to and how people pay. 
Ideally, they'll be able to pay digitally so they can either use something like PayPal or Square or Stripe. All of these services allow you to connect your consumers to paying digitally as quickly as possible. And in cases like using, say, a store like Spotify as the engine that drives your payment gateway, those kind of services remember the details of your customers, which makes it so much easier. PayPal is really similar. It's super easy. All of those have a small charge attached to them, so you'll have to factor that into your costing. But it really is the simplest way. So in the case of We Eat Local, I'd find your business online, I'd click on the website icon, I'd go to your website and I'd be able to order that thing that I wanted straight away. Super easy for me as a consumer, no friction. And you then basically would get an order in from me telling you what I needed. When you're thinking about how you're going to sell your products, also think about your inventory management. If you have a ton of people coming through an app who want to buy products and you've only got a limited supply, how are you going to know in real time that you're able to service that amount of, of volume of customers? So think about how that works. Now, quite a lot of Tasmanian food businesses, they use Facebook. So in that case, I'd come through an app, I'd click on a Facebook icon and I would come through to your Facebook page. Facebook is a convenient way to keep your community together because people are often there looking and seeing what's going on and it's coming up in their feeds. But in terms of finding the most accurate real-time post about what you've got to sell, make sure you pin that to the top of your page. You don't want people sort of scrambling around or going to say order a beautiful fresh organic chicken and then suddenly finding out that they sold out a week ago and there's nothing left. So you don't want to piss customers off. You want to be able to have them know exactly what's happening. So pinning the post that is the post about what you're selling to the top of your page is a really great idea. Again, letting people know exactly how things are going to work. This is the day you do deliveries. This is how you pay for it. This is what's going to be in those deliveries. Stepping that all out for them so it makes it really simple and easy to understand. Now, if you're doing that through, say, an email, you want to make sure that when an email arrives from me, your consumer saying, hey, yeah, I want one of your fabulous veggie boxes that I will get a confirmation so I know that that's been received and how to transact with you. A lot of businesses, again, are looking to do a transaction online, no one wanting to hand over cash at this stage because we don't want to be touching money. So making sure that I can transact with you online really easily and simply and you can track that transaction so you know that I've paid. You want to make it really clear to me as a consumer how that's going to work. I'm not probably as pro using Facebook as I would be using something like a website with a cart in it because I think it, it just can get really messy. But having said that, in this time, we really need to be able to be as agile as possible. So I know a lot of companies are just moving straight across to being able to get people there as quickly as possible. The key thing, I think, is to think about the user experience. What does that look like for your consumer? How do they find you to start with? How do they find you when they know that you've got what they want? How do they transact with you? How do they know that they're receiving their products? And then when they've got them, you want to also think about how do they tell the rest of the world that you're doing this because that's the best way for you to build your business online. Another way quite a lot of businesses are going when they're trying to connect with their customers is that they're getting them to say come through somewhere like Facebook or maybe Instagram and sometimes their website and then they're getting them to call to do a phone order. 
Now that works really well because that means that you really have a great grasp on what your real-time inventory is. However, it also presupposes that you've got someone who's there to answer the phone and can man that in a way that they're able to do great customer service at the same time as they're potentially packing and harvesting and getting deliveries out the door. Again, if you want to go down that road, that road is a totally great road to go down. The key thing is how do you make it a frictionless opportunity for your customer? So say someone comes to you through Facebook, they might see what you've got on offer, they've looked at that post you've got pinned to the top of your page and they've decided they want to buy say, a veggie box from you, they ring up and they order it. You need to be able to do a transaction over the phone with them, which again means that you probably need to have something like Square or Stripe or more awkwardly, you might send an email with a PayPal link. Anything that means there's an extra step involved, it's not as great for the transaction to happen. So if you are going to take phone orders, again, make sure that you can take a amount over the phone and that you can potentially email a follow-up saying, here's your invoice or here's your receipt and here's when we're going to deliver it to you. The key thing, I'm going to really hammer it home, is that it's easy for the consumer and it's also easy for you. So think about what that process looks like. Another way that you can digitally contact your customers where you don't have to sort of mess around with something like Facebook for your ordering is to do it by email. I'm a really big fan of email communication, particularly at this time where people are at home and they're probably reading more sales emails than they ever have because they're seeking connection. One of the things that we're doing when we're engaging with local producers is we're having a connection with our community, something that many of us are feeling quite dislocated from at the moment. So if you have a regular product and service or food delivery that you're dealing with, the best way in often to communicate very directly is to be able to just send out an email once or twice a week letting people know what your process is. Again, if you say are packing your boxes for a vegetable box on a Wednesday, delivering them on a Thursday, you might have an email that comes out on a Sunday or a Monday saying, hey, veggie boxes this week this is what's in them here's the link to pay here's the link to tell us your address and then we'll be delivering them in your area at this time people can go through that and that might be a slightly easier way for you to connect and also not be in that sort of busy and distracting distracting environment of Facebook one of the problems with social media channels is they're really great for community, but they're like, I often use that analogy that you're in a noisy pub. So your social media is kind of like you're at the pub or a cafe and it's really noisy and you're having lots of conversations at once, but you're not really focused. Taking your customer through to a website means that they are in your brand and they're exclusively singularly focused on you. So again, this is where an email works really well, because if I'm just reading an email, I'm getting a bit of a conversation with you I'm really understanding what's happening in your business you're telling me what you've got to sell and I'm forming a relationship with you that's really direct and the call to action in that email is I'm going to click on this link and I'm going to go through and I'm going to make an order so again it's it's direct it's simple and it's easy that's all the consumer needs we just need to know how to take the transaction and what the call to action is the call to action is really important, whether it's on your website or whether it's on a social media channel or whether it's in an email. As consumers, we really like to know what it is we need to do next. So the call to action may be make an order. Let's assume that's what you want people to do. The call to action may be make an order and then we will advise you what's going to happen next in terms of deliveries or timing or a receipt, something like that. Just make sure that for the consumer, it's really super clear. So to recap, 
if you can manage it, the best way to do a transition from an in real life or face-to-face or retail premises is to have a a cart or a transaction gateway on your website where your products are really clearly listed, what's available, and you have some way of managing your inventory in real time. So you don't get a heap of people ordering stuff only to get to the checkout and find out that it isn't available. So work out a way that you can monitor that and then potentially stagger it so you let people know what's available, how many are available, and then you're right on top of it when those orders start coming in so you can cut it off as soon as you've reached your capacity. If you're using Facebook or Instagram or a social media channel to let people know that you have products and services and produce available, make sure that it's very clear. You've pinned the post to the top of the page if it's on Facebook. It's really stepped out what's available for them to purchase and how to do it and that you have a link that takes them directly to a place they can either make a transaction or if you're going to do it by phone that they can call you and you can handle that call straight away. Consumers need confidence when they're spending money. So if I'm going to ring up and I just get an answering machine and I'm kind of leaving a message, I'm not really sure if I'm going to get that box of veggies or if I need to be looking somewhere else for produce, that means I might just go off and and do something else and you'll lose that sale. So make sure you let me know. If I'm leaving a message, you'll be calling back at this time. Or in a recent example I saw from a local producer in Tasmania, They said, hey, we take your orders during the day and we get back to you in the evening. So if you haven't heard from us straight away, don't stress, you know, we're on the case. Even something like that means that I have a good understanding of what it is that's going to happen. And I'm kind of confident. My brain is satisfied knowing that there is a solution to that problem I created. When am I going to get my stuff? I just want to sort of conclude this by talking about the other call to action, which is really important, which is what people do when they get your product. When they're sitting at home and suddenly a fabulous box of vegetables arrives on their doorstep or maybe it's a case of incredible Tasmanian wine or it might be some really delicious food from their favourite restaurant that they can finally get delivered to them. You want to give people an opportunity to talk about that and to evangelise for your product. The best way that they can do that is, again, a call to action saying, hey, here are our Facebook, Instagram, our social channels. Here's how you can support us by using these hashtags or making a post about the amazing dinner you've had or that great glass of wine and letting us know that you're enjoying it. When we become evangelists for other businesses, we pay it forward and we really support that Tasmanian industry that we want to keep going and we want all those producers to keep flourishing. So give your customers the opportunity and the know-how of how to be able to give you some endorsement or even give you a recommendation. Perhaps you want to have some people get on your Facebook page and let them, you know, let the consumers know what a great time they've had with your product. So let them know, hey, can you jump on our Facebook page, make a recommendation, or can you put a post on Instagram, whatever it is. Just let people know what it is you want them to do. And it's a really nice way of allowing the community to be part of the conversation with you. So if you're a food business, there's some really great opportunities now to do some pivoting. If you want to get more support and more help with your digital presence, of course, you can contact the Digital Ready Coaches. If you get on the website, digitalready.taz.gov.au, you'll find a whole massive stack of resources that can really help your business, including the link to book live coaching sessions. There's two hours of free coaching per Tasmanian business. So good luck. I really hope that your pivot is nice and gentle and you can get all of the products you need into the hands of your excited and hungry consumers.
I'm Dr. Digital for the Digital Ready Program podcast, Business as Unusual. I'd like to thank our guest, Leah Galvin, from Eat Well Tasmania. If you've got any ideas or any things you'd like to hear about on the podcast, just pop it onto our Facebook page, Digital Ready Tasmania. That's all for me for this episode. I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.